0: Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh?
0: Yep.
2: You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck Yeah.
0: This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN the
4: Sports Betting Network. VSIN the Sports Betting Network, as we welcome you back. This is Sharp Money presented by Giraffe Kings. We're gonna welcome in our partner, VSIN Betting Analyst, host, Market Insights, The Pod. Market Morning, excuse me, Morning Bets Podcast, the pod. Josh Applebaum, the host at Josh underscore insights. Show me somebody grinding on Hanukkah and I'll show you Josh Applebaum who joins us now, which we appreciate. Josh, welcome to the show. Before we get to your Patriots who are exciting, the greatest show on turf we shall discuss. Of course, right now, five and a half, 30 on the total, the Pats at the Steelers. Tell me why I shouldn't bet Today, Jokic plus 165 to win the MVP. All right, now I understand injury, but if he doesn't get injured, how is it possible he doesn't win the MVP this year, Josh? Please.
5: So, Patrick, Amal, Dustin, great to be with you. Happy Hanukkah Night One for all those who celebrate. As you mentioned, Patrick, yeah, that one is just incredible to me, just the way that number has shortened so much, Patrick. I mean, you open the year, uh, it was kind of a pick 'em type number, Jokic, Tatum. You know, Embiid, Giannis, they're all at one point around plus 500. Now you're down to plus 165. I think the only thing that would maybe make you lay off is to wait to see if, you know, another player kind of makes a move, and that plus 165 a month from now is plus 200. You're kind of getting greedy there, trying to get the best of the number, but you're totally right. Jokic is uh, having one of his best statistical years, is scoring his way up. He's nearly 30 points a game, so I'm with you. I can't really argue against it too much. I would say, Patrick, if you're looking for – uh, another play here, I really like Tyrese Maxi as the most improved player. I've been noticing he's taking a lot of smart money. He's around even money. I think I got him like plus 105. He might be like minus 120 now. He's moved a little bit, but Maxi's stats have really improved here. I like him to take home that award. So uh, the other one I'll just mention too, did you notice, Patrick, Chet Holmgren has uh, overlapped Wembenyama for the rookie of the year odds here. That's another one to monitor. Uh, but again, Maxi, uh, Jokic, these guys are starting to run away with these awards. Josh, we got an interesting
6: matchup between the Pats and the Steelers. Before you get to your breakdown tonight, give us a little sense of what is going on in Patriot land up in New England. I mean, it's a completely 180 from what we've seen over the last couple of decades. Uh, What's the feel and the vibe when it comes to this team in Belichick?
5: Yeah, Amal, I'm glad you asked. The pitchforks are totally out for Belichick. I can just tell you from listening to talk radio on a daily basis. Uh, all my friends, obviously, were all born and raised in Massachusetts. We're all diehard Pats fans. We're fed up with Belichick. We're fed up with the way he completely destroyed this roster. Terrible judgment calls, drafting Nikhil Harry, drafting uh, Cole Strange, not paying Jacoby Myers. Uh, really just all these moves he's, he's made have totally flopped, and Robert Kraft is to blame as well. Hasn't spent any money here. So uh, to me, in this region, in this neck of the woods here, all we're all rooting that the Patriots lose. Uh, that obviously that close game against the giants. And obviously last week they don't score any points here. You flip to zappy from Mac Jones to zappy, but either way, I think uh, we're kind of the end of the road here. And does Belichick get traded? There was a rumor today. He could get traded for a first round pick. I find that hard to believe. I know Peyton got a first rounder, but Belichick 72. And what has he done since Brady left to give you any confidence that he can turn this thing around? So I would trade him to the Chargers or the Commanders. Uh, I'd want to start over. You're hearing that it could be Drod Mayo, the next coach, and Bill O'Brien stick around as the O.C. Uh, but either way, it's, it's a tank for Caleb Williams or Drake May. And I don't want Belichick making that pick. He'd trade down and just draft a kicker and a bunter.
4: Well, we've got a game to bet tonight, and it is, it's a low total, Josh. The over-under right now set at 30. Now, the number was six at DraftKings earlier this morning with the Steelers lane hosting the Patriots. It's down to five and a half.
5: Yeah, Patrick, really important point that you just made there. The line is moving toward New England, and if you have the stones, if you're brave enough to take New England, I salute you. Now, to me, it's New England or nothing just because I got to stay true to the data. We have about 60% of bets going with the Steelers tonight, making it a public play. But as you mentioned, this line, pretty much all week, it was a line freeze. It never got to six and a half. It opened minus six Steelers, stayed minus six, never moved off that number despite heavy betting Pittsburgh. But then today we have seen this big move. It's only a half point. But anytime you fall off a key number, six down to five and a half, that tells me smart money here is leaning with the Patriots. They would have some correlated betting here. Uh, dog in a super low total game. As you mentioned, Patrick, the one thing that might trip you up a little bit here uh, is Tomlin off a loss. Mike Tomlin off a loss is 4-0 ATS this season. He's 59% ATS in his career favorites are on a really unprecedented run. The last couple weeks in the NFL, they're like 20 and eight against the spread last two weeks. And on short weeks, you tend to see these favorites do well. Thursday night home favorites are 55% against the spread since 2005. So I respect the move to new England. To me, it's new England or nothing. But my play, guys, is the under. I've had this thing targeted for over a week. I got under 31 and a half. It opened as high as 35. We're down to 30 right now. I mean, we're getting to, you know, Iowa Iowa football territory here with these totals. But I'm still going under. Uh, 79% of bets, 85% of money is on the under. Primetime unders are 29 and 12 on the year, 71%. But it's more to me, not just the, you know, solo it's got to go over, yet it falls, kind of that fishy scenario here. But it's all about the matchup. These are the two best under teams in the NFL, Patrick Steelers are 10 and two to the under Patriots are nine and three to the under Patriots are actually playing pretty good defense. They've held their last three opponents to 10 points or less, and yet they've lost all three games. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson's out tonight. He's really your only good offensive player. Demario Douglas is still out. He's your only guy who's you know got any separation in the wide receiving core. Two of the worst offenses in football, Patrick, only 12 points a game for New England, 16 for the Steelers. They're actually both top 15 in scoring defense, and they're both in the bottom third of the league in terms of pace of play. So to me, this screams like a, you know, a 10 to 3 game, 10 to 6 game, 13 to 7, something like that. I'll go down swinging here with this under. I've loved it all week. I'd still play under 30 right now. Give me the under in this game. I'm looking for a low scoring matchup between two of the worst offenses in football. Hey, you're
6: right about that. This is going to be a tough watch. You mentioned the two worst offenses. Let's go to college basketball. It should be a little bit of a flip of that in terms of the offensive play here tonight. You've got a play on the Portland Pilots taking on North Dakota State this game on the road in Fargo. Uh, who do you like in this matchup as North Dakota State's a two-and-a-half point favorite in this one?
5: Yeah, Mo. Well, this one caught my eye. I know it's not the most you know popular game of the night here, but it's taking in a little bit of smart money. I like North Dakota State here on the money line to win the game around minus 135. Again, short spread, I like to money line short favorites. I would hate to see you know, North Dakota State win by two when you lose your bet or you push it. So it's a money line play for me. But my whole angle here with North Dakota State is an obscure line move, a game that's low bet that the public really doesn't care about, doesn't even really want to bet. But pros have seemed to take a liking to this spot for North Dakota State. It opened around minus one and a half, minus two North Dakota State. Now you're up to two and a half at quite a few shops. So all the movement and liability has been on uh, in favor of North Dakota State here at home. Uh, look at the betting percentages for the money line, 65% bets, 90% money is on that money line with North Dakota state. So it tells me pros are also leaning money line in this one, but in particular, all Ken Palm, he has North Dakota state winning this game by three points. So kind of in that actionable edge uh, type situation. And then I really, you know, it sounds chalky, but I lean on a lot of home teams in college basketball. It's just really hard for these 18, 19 year old kids to go on the road, to win on the road. You see a lot of these huge home road Uh, discrepancies on these a lot of these teams. Portland, for instance, is 0-2 on the road this year. They were 2-10 on the road last year. This year, North Dakota State is 3-0 at home. They were 9-4 at home last year. So, a lot of uh, boxes are getting checked off for me, guys. I'm going North Dakota State to win the game on the money line around minus 135.
4: Josh, are you into the in-season tournament? I mean, I know that the Pacers knocked out your
5: Celtics, but have you been getting fired up for a little in-season tournament? What's up? So I'll tell you what, Patrick, I didn't really get it at the beginning. It didn't make sense to me. I didn't like the courts. The jerseys were kind of just like a merchandise uh, grift there, and I didn't really get the point of it. But it kind of grew on me a little bit. I'm disappointed the Celtics uh, couldn't beat the Pacers the other night to get a trip to Vegas. You actually heard Jason Tatum say, I wanted to go to Vegas. I wonder why they wanted to go to Vegas, Patrick, by the way. Uh, But actually, it has grown on me a bit, and I do have a prop bet for you, which really caught my eye here uh, tonight, Patrick. It is – in the game that's coming up uh, pretty shortly here, Indiana and Milwaukee. um, I noticed one thing about this game, the massive total on this one. It is huge. I haven't seen a total like this in the NBA in quite a while. It's almost like, you know, it's it's not a typo there. It's real. 257. This is like an NBA all-star game total. But first thing I noticed was, okay, huge total here. Going to be a ton of points most likely. Are you brave enough to go over 257? It opened 254. It looks like smart money is leaning over. But I've been dabbling in some player props recently, Patrick. And one that caught my eye, I said, you know, huge total, a lot of offense, most likely. Pacers are one of the worst teams in basketball and defensive efficiency. So I said, hey, are there any guys on the Bucks who have some, you know, player prop opportunities tonight? The one I landed on, Patrick, was Malik Beasley. Give me Malik Beasley, over 18 and a half points and rebounds. Uh, it's juiced up a little bit, minus 115, minus 120. So there's some liability on Malik Beasley going over this number. Uh, Malik Beasley has gone over this number in six straight games. Uh, He's, you know, the combination of points and rebounds last six games, 21, 20, 22, 26, 20, and 20 again. So I'm hoping Malik Beasley goes over this number tonight. He's fourth on the team in minutes played, nearly 30 minutes a game, and he's shooting 46% from three. So uh, I'm rooting for Malik Beasley here to get me 19 points and rebounds combined. Uh, That's what I'm sweating here for this big IST uh, semifinals. Beasley, that's the big
0: guy's guy. Malik Beasley Oh, really? Bucks,
4: Yeah, he loves them.
5: I've been riding
0: Malik Beasley so much that I could collect alimony.
5: (laughs) Well, I'm glad we're on the same side, Dustin, because you and I uh, had probably the easiest prop bed cash of all time with Joe Mixon on Monday night. So uh, I'm glad to see I'm on on the same side as you.
1: Mm,
0: It's been going well lately, Josh. It means it's due.
5: (laughs) The in-season tournament, Josh, is
4: kind of like Hanukkah. It's a slow burn, but once you light that last candle, it's
5: lit. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I know exactly what you're saying, Patrick. Get the lock keys going. Get the, uh, you know, everything else you need, the matzo ball soup. I can't wait. You know what we're going to do being a lease tonight, Patrick? Uh, We are, uh, don't tell her because she doesn't know yet, uh, but we are exchanging scratch tickets. We each bought each other five $10 scratch tickets, a gift to each other, uh, see if we can make some money tonight, not only in the betting market, but gambling, which I love to do no matter what it is. Like I said, that's just the way baby Jesus would have wanted it. Hey, do you have to fa- Isn't don't you have to fast through Hanukkah? You're supposed to Patrick I'm a weirdo. I'm half Jewish. My dad's full Jewish. my mom is Protestant so I'm one of the kids in high in high school you know elementary school I got Hanukkah and Christmas everyone hated me but best of both worlds my man, I get to celebrate both.
4: Hey, that's like the same game parlay at Draftkings. <laughs>
5: yeah hammer or the overlockers tonight here Patrick.
4: A little Hanukkah humor never hurt anybody. Josh Applebaum, of course, has my guy check out the book.
3: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable.
2: When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power.
3: is sharp money with patrick maher and amal shaw on vsin
5: the sports betting
4: network hey it's bull season and we've got a christmas slash hanukkah present for you it's the college 2023 bowl betting guide and it's free what's it cost you free 90 free nothing put a bow on the bowl season and get a free copy of your vsin college bowl betting guide absolutely free at vsin.com bowl guide get a free copy if you're not a Vison Pro subscriber, it's no problem. Like I said, the Bull Guide is absolutely free, so go there right now, bull bullguide and get your free copy today. Okay, we got you back here on Sharp Money. I'm Al Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, I'm Patrick Maher. As we continue along, the big guy, you just sent me. It looks like a one, two, three, four. Five-leg parlay that you put in for the Pacers-Bucks game tonight. Is that what you're showing me here? It's
0: a a little SGP. Figure we have an early game going to start while we're on the air. Why not have a little bit of fun with it, right? Like part of the reason we do this thing. Wait, hold up. What game starts while we're on the air? The Bucks. uh, The Bucks game and Pacers starts at 2 o'clock. Why? (laughs) It's a great question. (laughs) It's a really good question. So they can. Why would out? I even look at? Why would I
4: look at the time? My assumption would be that starts at five our yes. time, yep. and the other one starts late at the, when that game ends. That's I never even looked at the timing of the games today. Never. Maybe never it's, even a, thought about it.
0: it's a reward because they'll have a, you know more time to recover before they play against. Oh, Saturday. the football. Never mind. They did oh, it with Thursday football night football. Program. You're right. Didn't think yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, if Rob Manfred. That's a bad it, job by me. I had no clue. If Rob Manfred was running the NBA, they would both games would be on at the same time head-to-head with football.
4: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's funny. Um, Okay, so we have, I apologize. I literally, so we're 44 minutes away from tip there. One thing I would say, because JB, our very own Jonathan Von Tobel, who, uh, again, Hardwood Handicappers, you can go download it at vsun.com, our NBA podcast. He tweeted a picture, and we talk about this so much, Amal and Dustin, during the College basketball tournament, and that is sight lines and equilibriums and cavernous stadiums where these kids are shooting into backboards. Now, while it's not necessarily the same case here at T-Mobile, the the floors are crazy. And it isn't like the, La- the Lakers are so comfortable shooting there at Staples or whatever they're calling it crypto now. It is, I do think there's going to be a, a bit of an adjustment. And I just kind of a peek ahead. I do like the under 230 and a half with two very good defensive teams with the Pelicans and Lakers in the second game. Um, but just something to keep note of as we talk about these totals, which are crazy 257 in the early game and 230 and a half in the not necessarily late game, dinner game with the Pelicans, Lakers.
6: Yeah, you're right about that, but I would say this. Take a look at the first game and see how it plays out a little bit. That'll give you a n- yeah. better idea, especially in the first and second quarter. You can jump on that because some of the people will wait till the game finishes, but that's not a bad move. The only thing is the college difference is this. You go from playing at these small 3-7 to 7, to 12,000-seat arenas to now playing at a 17-18,000-seat arena like you have at T-Mobile. Um, by the way, they just had a back, the backdrop on here at ESPN, and it is packed over there down at the plaza over at T-Mobile. I mean, You would think it's the NBA Finals, not a play-in in-season tournament, but then again, a uh, I figure Laker fans and Pacer fans know they're not going to be there in June.
0: Yeah, hand up. I was wrong about this thing. I didn't understand the point of it when it was announced. I was just like, I don't get what we're doing here. But I'd say the the biggest positive to come from this has been surprisingly how badly the players want it. And we have not seen the seen the load management because of that early in the year at a time in the year when we would see it. So I, I was dead wrong about this.
6: Well, I, I would agree with you. I think it's been more intriguing because the players have competed a lot more. But the fact that they have the Lakers here really helps immensely. Let's be real. If this were Phoenix against uh, New Orleans and then the Pacers and the Bucks, I don't think it would have near the cachet that it has right now.
4: I think the in-season in, in tournament's been awesome. I, I for somebody that I, we always use Christmas as the line of demarcation for somebody that really wouldn't have gotten outside of uh, betting an occasional game, gotten involved in it. I've totally, it's just where we are. It's human nature, something new. You hate on it until it wears on you. And now everybody's coming around saying, you know, I didn't
0: like it at first, but I'm starting to get into it. Well, a little Donky
4: bit, don't don't do donk.
0: like, piggybacking off what Amal said, like I think it's good that the Lakers and Bucks are here, but I also think it's good that the Pacers and Pelicans are here. Like You have two up-and-coming younger teams to kind of challenge those established recent champions. I do. I think there's a good blend and a good balance here with, with who's left. I,
6: you know, You're not wrong about that. I think you bring up a good point, especially you got two exciting uh, teams. You mentioned that with Halliburton there with the Pacers, and then of course Zion and the Pelicans. But to me, the one issue that I had, and this has nothing to do with anything, it's just the NBA, Major League Baseball, especially all, of, all three of us are big baseball fans. These are all sports that are built on playing 82 games, statistics, all these things. I I think one of the things that I love about the NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball are the stats. We don't, like, we think of MVPs in baseball or the NBA. We can talk about who they are uh, going back many, many years. If I told you who's the 1990 MVP in the NFL, you literally have to go look it up. There's just certain things that are historical with those sports from a statistical standpoint that have always intrigued
0: me, and I feel like this is kind of a little bit different, uh, chasm in it. Can I ask both of you a really dumb question? I'm going to come off as potentially the dumbest Person to ever be handed a microphone in the history of broadcasting with the in season tournament schedule and the unknowns, but then the, also when they get knocked out and going back to the yeah. regular season schedule, how'd they schedule this? I think there's additional games or something. I don't even remember that. That's Has what I'm the whole saying. NBA yeah. season just been on the fly? I don't we only even know have like, a guess. three weeks out. I, like, I was, was just thinking about question. when a team's eliminated, yes. oh, they play two days later and they're in this city, but like, what if they kept going? Who would they play into? Like, how? Who would the other team have been playing? I don't understand it.
4: I don't have a guess, yeah. but I do have a guess about why the T-Mobile Arena is packed. You guys said that Zion's playing in the excuse me in the late game. It's there's so many people there. Maybe Zion invited his girlfriends. Well,
0: they all live here. <laughs> I only know because I've been We're, in their DMs too. I only know. I mean, there you
4: go. Um I don't know. It's been cool. Like your question about the scheduling is very interesting because even yesterday, I mean, it's smart that no, they're not competing against regular season basketball, but the last time I checked the Pacers and Bucks and Pelicans and Lakers still play in the NBA. So <laughs> yesterday when regular season basketball was happening and they're not playing basketball, that's odd, but it's a puzzle that they're putting together yeah. and, Put it this way. Last night's games don't carry the cachet that today's games do on a December 7th. And just for that reason alone, it worked. That's, you know, no, I I like it. It's going to go away and then everybody's going to go back to being like, yeah, the NBA stinks.
0: (laughs) Well, no. in in like April, when we're just like, oh, my God, will it end already? I'm over it. (laughs) That is very true. I mean, we have guests on the show. We have uh,
4: people that we work with, friends on the show, and I bring up the NBA, and they give me silence. And we work at a gambling network, <laughs> so that gives you an idea of what the NBA is. Like,
0: I'm just like, okay, on to the Detroit Lions. I, I you mean, you think they're good? We have been betting a lot of props lately, and I just think that makes it fun. Like betting on teams, betting on totals, whatever. The prop aspect, I don't know why that's fun, because I'm watching a game, and I'm re- literally rooting for one player And I think that's enough to make the NBA a fun betting sport. I'll just say this from my perspective as a
6: guy who used to bet the NBA very regularly. What's happened is when you look at the back-to-back situations and you get the potential announcement that player X or player Y is going to sit out, it just changes the dynamics of how you approach the game. You're sitting there more concerned about the post-game presser in terms of whether they're going to announce if so-and-so is going to play and determining whether the line's going to move one point to three points because he's in the lineup or not.
4: I do have a question because Josh brought it up, and I hadn't looked at the Rookie of the Year market. I know you were excited, Amal, about Wimbayama coming yes. into the league. What has happened? First off, when you have the – and I know you are a Popovich guy. You guys saw what he did with the mic in-game where he grabbed he the it. mic and, and told the fans to stop booing. He had to retire after that. <laughs> like there was, there was no coming back from it. We talk about Belichick. That was – I don't know why there's not like books being written about that moment, like or during a game, asking fans, not the boo, who do you think you are? But then like, can we blame Popovich? Is it when what has happened with him in particular, the kid? I think part of the problem is look,
6: it, there's always an adjustment. You're a foreign kid moving into a new country. It's not the easiest thing, but it's going to take a little bit of time. He's still got an immense amount of talent. He's so long. He's tall. He's athletic. Uh but he just hasn't necessarily been able to deliver immediately. I think the physicality of the game has been a bit of a challenge. His numbers statistically obviously are not as good as the Spurs would have liked. This team is really struggling right now. You know, the only reason nobody's talking more about the Spurs is because the Detroit Lions are jumping out of a helicopter, excuse me, out of an airplane without a, hel- a parachute. And the Spurs are at 3-17. They're not much better. This San Antonio Spurs team has lost 15 games in a row. I mean, so I think that's oh, part wow. of the problem.
4: I didn't realize that.
6: And then on the flip side, You've got Chet Holmgren, who's just been unbelievable. He's shooting 87% from the free throw line, 57 or so percent from the floor, uh, 46% from the three-point line. The guy has been outstanding, and that's why Holmgren has emerged as a prohibitive favorite in the betting market, and rightfully so.
4: And so goofy, because he's not a rookie. That's yeah, the goofiest that's, rule. That's that's the my, like that he's is. not really a rookie. Oh. You know
0: what, dude? The, the, part stinks. of being a rookie is just assimilation of as far yes. as
4: lifestyle, and you already at the
0: assimilation.
7: What, yeah, is, like, what is
0: the point? I get it. It stinks. You got hurt and missed your whole rookie year, but you missed your rookie year. This, just because it's your first year playing, like, dude, you were with the team. You were rehabbing there. You got to witness what the speed was like up close. He's not a rookie. It's kind of stupid. Also, also, I watched Wembenyama the other night on defense. He was jumping around like me playing a video game just hit triangle over and over again trying to block shots I don't know what he was doing on defense
4: well he was into it there's no doubt about that uh, he's a, he's fun to watch I'll, I'll say that every time I've gotten a chance to see him he is a freak of nature in a good way all right we return with Brandon Anderson a lot of bets on Thursday Night Football coming up this is
0: sharp money with patrick maher and amal shaw on vsin the sports
1: betting network
4: okay omaha stakes the most wonderful time of the year can also be the most stressful time of the year when it comes to finding the perfect gift for the ones who matter most fortunately omaha stakes is the convenient and thoughtful gift that is guaranteed to delight every single person on your gift list every single time shop carefully curated gift packages that are guaranteed to make spirits bright all winter long. Go to omahasteaks.com and save 50% off site-wide right now. Plus, when you use the promo code VEASAN, V-S-I-N, at checkout, you get an additional $30 off. The offer's not going to last long. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship your order right away, so shop early and beat the shipping rush. Visit omahasteaks.com. Take advantage of the 50% off site-wide. Plus, Use the promo code VSIN, V-S-I-N, for an additional $30 off your order. Minimum order may be required. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, I'm Patrick Maher. This is Sharp Money, presented by DraftKings. We're going to bring in our buddy. We got him two weeks in a row, which is rare, okay? So just be thankful that our buddy Brandon Anderson is here, the Action Network writer and analyst. At Wheaton Brando on Twitter, just a quick start here. Amal, I don't know if you bet the EPL today, but Everton went on a second-half run with three goals unanswered against Newcastle, and Tottenham-West Ham tied up at ones right now. Amal Shaw, did you bet these EPL games at all? I I did not. I stayed away from Wish I had Everton. Okay, me too. I bring it up because I wonder – Brandon gets He gets obsessive. He just grinds right now. NFL. I wonder, do you have interest in soccer at all, Brandon?
7: I have interest, but as a fan, I'm a huge Man City fan. You can see some Man City over my shoulder. uh, Wrong direction. This shoulder over here. So, yeah, a little Man City, but I don't do a lot of betting. And uh, honestly, you shouldn't be betting on Man City right now. Anyways, we're kind of terrible as things are. So, (laughs) yeah, I appreciate the update, though.
6: Hey, hey, congrats on the great performance at Villa
7: yesterday.
4: Yeah, yeah, a really loss at Villa it does not does not help in the table.
7: And Brandon 0. just showed 0. that he's a better pro 0, per- zero expected goals after minute 11. I think the entire rest of the game that was pretty special. Brandon just revealed
4: something that makes him a better person than I. He apparently watched the soccer game and didn't have a bet on it. <laughs> That is an impressive feat because if I'm if I'm watching a sporting event at this point, my 45 years old. Let's be honest, it's over. If I'm watching a sporting event, I've got uh, something on it as far as action. Okay, we've got you back, Brandon. Let me start here because as I look at the MVP market right now, Brock Purdy is three to one, and Dak Prescott is three and a half to one. You have tickets. Brock Purdy at 50 to one and Dak at 25 to one. Let's talk about when you made the bets. You're sitting in wonderful shape because as Amal said, the loser, whether it be Dak or Jalen may be eliminated this weekend. You are in an awesome setup here.
7: Yeah. I'm loving the position. Both of these bets were before the season. My MVP is kind of my baby NFL and NBA. That's the one thing I spend a whole lot of time on. I have a whole article I do on, like, the six rules you need to know on how to bet MVP. A lot of, like, historical trends, and here's how many wins you need to have. Here's the stats that matter. Here's the number you need to get to. I loved Dak Prescott. I love the Cowboys. A lot of what we're seeing right now, the way they're using CeeDee Lamb, a lot of that has kind of come to fruition. Honestly, Brock Purdy, that was really a bet against myself. I was out on the Niners. I have a Niners under seven and a half wins ticket for the season, I thought that they were really bad outcomes. Remember, NDSU, Trey Lance. So I have a few hard feelings on the whole Brock Purdy situation, but I was like, well, if the Niners are good and they win a bunch of games and they're at the top of the NFC, and we saw it it all last year, what if I'm wrong about Brock Purdy? What if he is the dude and is this good, and he had like two touchdowns every start he had last year until the injury? If he's that good, 50-1 to is a ludicrous number. For a quarterback of a potential one-seed juggernaut, And that's what we're seeing right now. I think after this week, I like the Cowboys to beat the Eagles. And suddenly now you've got basically a three-way tie. You've got a one-seat Niners set up. And Dak and Purdy, I'm feeling pretty good about the double position there.
6: I I love how you broke it down. We'll come back to the NFL in a second. But I want to go back to something you just said, the NBA. We had a long discussion about 20, 30 minutes ago about the NBA MVP. And Patrick and I were talking about, uh, Dustin and I, we were all talking about the Joker. And there's a price right now at circa plus 165. And we thought that was a great bet, even though we're a quarter way into the season and he's still got to go through about 60 more games. We just don't see a scenario barring injury where he doesn't win it.
7: Yeah, I'm a little sore on this one because I got there last year also. He was my preseason pick last year at like 800 or something like that. And honestly, I thought we were locked up. We got to like February, March, and I was already counting my money on it. And then the whole narrative machine started up. And the narrative machine in the NBA is just stronger and different than any other sport. And we got the late Joel Embiid push. Embiid made his own push, like, on social media and the way that that all came about. And a thing, too, that's weird this year, one of my rules for NBA MVP is you need a guy between the ages of 24 and 28. It's been that way, I think, since something like 2008, that an MVP has fallen that range all but Derrick Rose. And a weird thing this year is Joel Embiid aged out. He's in the 29 age group now. Giannis, I believe, just turned 29 in November. Nikola Jokic turns 29 on like February 11th. And the cutoff for my research is February 1st from Basketball Reference. So technically, (laughs) Jokic still qualifies by 10 days. But it was a big worry for me. My caution to you would be that's the short number. We have a long way to go. Jamal Murray hasn't been healthy. Jokic is awesome. Jokic is the best player. Jokic should be the MVP. The stats are there. The BPMs and Vorps and Schwerps are there. He's got a back injury that he's kind of playing through as well. And, like, it looks to me like the Nuggets are not quite right, not in a worrisome way, but in a, you know what, we've done this. This is a marathon, not a sprint. And I think, too, the narrative-y stuff with Jokic last year, that dude doesn't want the attention. I don't think he wants to win more MVPs. And, like, now we have the 65 game rule thing. If he misses a few games with his back, isn't he the guy that like purposely might miss an extra week just to not have to be in the MVP conversation. So all of those are just why that was not my position this year. I don't know who it is. If it's not him right now, I don't have a good pick for you, but I think it's too short of a number to get too excited about this point in the season. The technical stuff I
4: totally agree with, but With all due respect, the fact that you got screwed last year, because after the finals, people (laughs) felt embarrassed about the Embiid vote, right? The fact that you got screwed last year, to me, that builds the narrative machine for Jokic this year with the betters. I think there's a lot of embarrassed betters from last year is my point.
7: I think they should be embarrassed. I think they should give me my money back.
4: <laughs> Good one, Brandon. The the birthday missing out by ten days from twenty eight to twenty nine is why Brandon Anderson's a legend. That's hilarious. All right, let's get into it. I know you don't have much of a lean. We'll come back and do more with what you're solid on in the NFL in the next segment. But let's talk a little bit about Thursday night football. How do you break it down? It's five and a half right now with Pittsburgh laying it and a low total, Brandon of thirty.
7: Yeah, not much here. Just really, for me, if anything, I'm looking at trends. And I just have a ton of trends that think the Patriots are getting too many points here. and A ton of trends that like the under. 30 and a half is an absurd number. Uh, I wondered on Sunday as these teams were finishing their games, I had a tweet saying, what's your guess? How low does this go? And does it get to a number with the two? I'm still waiting. Like, give us something with a two out here. That's like the only excitement for the game. But I think those two angles... New England and the under they make sense together the Patriots is badly as as terrible as they look lately They've given up 10 points or less in three games in a row like half of the team is playing pretty well So if I like the Patriots, I like the under together. I think you maybe like do the correlated thing I will be watching NBA today. So I got nothing on this one.
6: You're a smart man <laughs> Uh, let's go to a game on Sunday. Line's moving up now. Ravens and the uh, Rams. This game is at 1 o'clock Eastern time. Ravens are minus 7.5 in certain spots. Total of
7: 39.5. Yeah, this is my favorite side of the week. I love the Ravens here. Get the 7 if you can, obviously. I think the Rams, are getting a little too excited. They blew up the Cardinals. Yay, the Cardinals are terrible. They beat the Browns by 17, but it was really a tie game. It should have been a tie game. Browns missed the X point because they're the Browns. And then they kind of let the game get away. But... The Browns are like all backups on offense, and the defense hasn't been quite as good lately. I think the Rams, their defense is the weak link in this game, and also their special teams. They're dead last on special teams against John Harbaugh. Probably not going to go well. I think the Ravens get what they want offensively. This is a weather game. Like We're going to get a lot of weather games this week, and I think this is the biggest weather game. 13-mile-an-hour winds, 50% rain. To me, that looks good for Gus Edwards. Power run game, Baltimore defense— Does not look good for Matt Stafford. In 10-mile-an-hour winds or more, 7-14-1 ATS. Stafford, for his career, 33%. And November forward, when Stafford plays a team over 500, he is 17-37-2 against the spread. 31% cover rate. And that is basically held up even with the Rams, not just a Lions stat. So good rest spot. Ravens are rested at home, out of the bye. The Rams had to play that physical Browns defense. There's some good bye week trends supporting John Harbaugh, McVay, and Stafford facing a team out of the bye week are combined six fifteen and the one twenty nine percent as well. So I like the Ravens. Get the seven if you can, but seven and a half I'm fine with too. Okay, Brent, and you slipped
4: in there. You're watching
7: basketball today.
4: Here's what I need for Yeah, them. I got the Pelley sweatshirt
7: oh. on. I've, I've got I, 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 the
4: 55. the Pels. Okay, here's what I'm going to need from you. We're coming back from break. I got to I gotta play a prop in 20 minutes, Brandon. I don't care if you don't love it. Just give me one. We'll come back with Brandon Anderson next.
3: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. Lifelock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com/slash iHeart. That's lifelock.com/slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. This is Sharp Money with Patrick
4: Maher and Amal Shaw. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Okay, DraftKings, bet $5, get $150 in bonus bets instantly right now when you use the promo code SHARP, S H A R P. That's for new customers. Download the DraftKings app and every day, a no sweat, same game parlay. DraftKings. The crown is yours. Jamal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. This is Sharp Money, presented by DraftKings. It's Visa, the sports betting network. Our buddy Brandon Anderson from the Action Network. You can find Brandon on Twitter at Wheaton Brando. A must-follow. His work is extensive. He does a great job. Now, Dustin, you missed this because you went to the restroom. Check this out. So we talked about, and we're not going to do a ton of basketball. We've got a game starting in about 14 minutes here. We were talking about Brandon's great MVP bets in the NFL. So he's got Brock Purdy at 50 to 1, which is crazy. He's got Dak Prescott at 25 to 1. So he's sitting pretty. Take a look at his in-season tournament bets. Before the before the tournament started, he had Houston to win their group. They lost to Dallas, or that would have been a cash. And he's got Zion the MVP of the in-season tournament at 55 to 1. And he's got Halliburton in-season tournament MVP at seventy to one. That is dumb because the last time I checked, Halliburton is averaging twenty-eight points and thirteen point four assists in the tournament.
7: Brandon, that's a hell of a job, my friend. <laughs> it's a Halliburton of a job, isn't it? Not my guy, yes, Well done, showing up, doing great. And I am obviously big, big fans of. The Pacers and the Pelicans. I'm sure that's just what the NBA uh, executives want is an Indiana <laughs> uh, and New Orleans final while the Lakers and, and Giannis and Games sit out. I'm sure that's what they want. So I'm not loving it, but give me one. Give me one of my guys in the final and we'll at least have some hedging chances. And I'm excited.
6: Do you believe that happens? At least one of those teams get there tonight with both of them on tap as uh, slight dogs?
7: I think so. I I think like that's we've seen this is a March Madness style tournament. We're seeing knockout style play where, you know, you get hot the right time. The Pacers the other day, they just were hanging around, hanging around, and suddenly they go on a run in the third quarter. Like that's how it goes in these one uh, one game tournaments. So I I like them. I think the Pelicans are the better team than the Lakers. So it depends on how much home advantage there is. I do think the Lakers in Vegas are going to have a lot of home fans there. Pacers Bucks. I mean, the total is like 300 at this point. So who knows who makes the final <laughs> shots? Like, it's like the rare NBA who has the ball last. Like we see that in like the Josh Allen Patrick Mahomes game. I feel like that's Pacers Bucks. Just who has the ball last? You get to shoot. Sorry, you win the game. So I, I think we're live. Brandon is Brandon cracks me up cuz he's so
4: married to the handicapping game. He'll be like, "Hey fellas, I'm not completely on top of the NBA. Don't ask me about it." And then he'll <laughs> proceed to give a better breakdown of most people talking NBA. He's like, "I'm really enveloped in the NFL right now." While well, he's got a 70 to 1 on Halliburton, who at this point, I, he's got to be your favorite as I'm all said, if he advances. And they end up winning this tournament. He's going to win the MVP. So 70 to 1 is about as good as it gets. Take a bow, even though you're wearing your Pelican sweater shirt today. <laughs> okay. Let's go back oh, quickly uh, to wrap up the MVP conversation. You want to add
7: Josh Allen, and you also want to add the Bills in the AFC East. Yeah, I I think that Josh Allen and the Bills are alive. So let me just kind of talk about the game this week and, and what I like about the game and Josh Allen. I just feel like Buffalo, we all agree that they are really playing about as well as any team still. They're losing these games at the end. But Josh Allen, I think if you ignored all the records, like if you just parachuted in on the season and said, all right, I haven't seen anything. How are we doing this year? There's no records? Okay, all there is is stats. Well, who's the best stats? It's Josh Allen. Josh Allen would be your MVP if you look at the stats, the numbers, all the advanced stuff, the EPAs and those sorts of things. Josh Allen, I think, would probably be the guy. He's just not even in the conversation because they're six and six. But you play the Bills or sorry, you play the Chiefs this week. That's going to be a game we're all watching. You play the Cowboys next week. You win both of those games. Buffalo is eight and six. The AFC wildcard picture is quietly like blown up around Buffalo. Every other quarterback is getting injured, and all these teams are kind of falling out of things. Buffalo has a chance to win these two games. Then Miami plays Dallas. Miami plays Baltimore the next two weeks. I like Miami, but I kind of like the other teams in those matchups. And if those games go our way, and I know we're asking a lot here, but we're a long shot. If they do, Buffalo Miami, week 18, the Bills can steal the division and jump all the way as high as the two seats still, depending on how other things go. I like Buffalo win the division is 17 to one. If they do that, if they go on a five-game win streak here and win out, Josh Allen's going to have to be huge. There are some 50 to ones on Josh Allen MVP. Look, it's a long shot for a reason. It's got to be all these things we're talking about here. But I think Josh Allen is more live than that 50 to one would imply, especially in a wide open field. My favorite bet of the weekend this week is Josh Allen rushing yards. You always want Josh Allen rushing over 30 and a half and grab it. In any big game, if you look back the last couple years, non-playoff opponents, six and a half carries under 40 yards a game for Josh Allen. Playoff opponents, almost nine carries, 53 yards a game. This season, you got to kind of guess who the big games were. Eight carries, 44 and a half when they played a team that looked like a big opponent. The other eight games, four and a half carries, 20 yards. So uh, you want Allen running the ball. They do more designed runs, more scrambles. He's had five games against the Chiefs for his career. Here's the rushing line. 32, 59, 42, 68, and 88. So he's running the ball. He's getting into this team. Nick Bolton still out. Drew Tranquil still out. I think that sets up well for an Allen game. And it all plays forward. You like the Bills here. You like a big Allen game. Get him going. I think it's a good spot to invest into Allen now and into some of the futures. One more pick here. Gabe Davis. Kansas City is bottom 10 against wide receiver two. Davis, remember that big playoff game, he had 200 yards and four scores on the Chiefs. I like him for 80 yards and a touchdown, 14 to one. So a lot of props on that Bills game and some futures. And let's see what Josh Allen can do.
6: Patrick, I love his call on the 17-1 on the East. I just said it two days ago. I said, Buffalo is still alive for this division. And you broke it down perfectly. That final game in Week 18 is in South Florida. Remember, they already had that one win, 48-20 to back in Orchard Park. So a good opportunity if you like the Bills and you think they can navigate against Kansas City. And then remember, Dallas is at home.
7: Yeah, it's a great spot for
4: them. Did you want to just, just quickly, just to follow up, because you had so many great stats with the Ravens. That is your strongest side of the week, right? Now, the number did jump, I believe. Let me just take a look, Brandon, just to make sure where we're sitting uh, with Baltimore right now. Yeah, seven and a half. So we were sitting seven yesterday, up to seven and a half. I don't know if that changes um, your philosophy with a bit of a tick up, but where, where are you at again on that one?
7: I feel fine with a seven and a half. Obviously, that kind of puts it to where now a teaser it might be a nice spot with them at home there. If you want to duck under the number, I don't mind. Also, if you want to do the first half play, I think Baltimore is ten and two against the spread first half, and that's been a Lamar Jackson career thing that they've done. Uh, so I don't mind that angle as well. Baltimore coming out of the bye week, home favorites under seven. Uh, you want them in the first half. I forget the number, but something like sixty percent against the spread on that one as well. So. If you don't like the number, you can get under it that way. I don't mind the number. I just feel like I'm not going to mess around. I'll just take the Ravens if it's seven and a half, so be it. My, when I cap, I usually am not playing small margins. I just do things a little different than others. And so if I'm playing, it's not like, well, I like it here, but not a half point there. More like I love it here, so if it moves a little bit, whatever, I still really like it. Like Josh Allen, 30 and a half, I think it should be like 45. So my numbers are just going to be way different, and I just kind of roll with the punches when it moves.
6: Like that, Fair bre- enough. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, ahead, no, I, lo- I love that breakdown. Uh, in terms of teasers, you mentioned maybe potentially teasing something. Do you t- have a tendency to stay away from teasers because the price and the juice is now almost 120 to 130 everywhere?
7: Yeah, I don't do a lot of them, but you know, I think the classic Wong teaser spots like Denver, I think this week shapes up as a nice teaser spot at two and a half. You tease it past the three, past the seven. You know, like the, the key numbers are still a big deal. And especially we're seeing more and more of these just really close games, certain teams like Denver plays the Chargers, the Chargers are in a one score game like every single week as a Vikings fan, one score game, it's like 80% of the time. So if you can get the right number and get there, right it's, I mean, it's everything is a is a math game. So if you get the number cross the key numbers and now you're looking at like 80% hit rate on two of them, that can still be in your favor, even with the juice. So. I don't rule it out. I don't go searching for them, but sometimes the teaser is the right play. Hey, real quick, over your left shoulder, the Golden State, your Golden
4: State Warriors. What's they were struggling with the Trailblazers last night. Do you have an excuse for them?
7: I, I no excuses. Uh, it's it's stuff and a lot of nothing right now. It's it's not going well for the Warriors. I don't know. I I, I it's, you can't rule them out but Draymond has not been great. Clay looks washed. Wiggins has not really showed up yet this season. Not feeling great about it, but you know, the Warriors never say die. Warriors come out to play, so get healthy, get to the playoffs, get Steph and Draymond and the guys, and I think they'll have a chance. Things look pretty wide open, so I was hoping they would have made it to this in-season tournament this week, get a little more magic in there, but we'll see what they got
4: zion williamson and halliburton for our buddy brandon anderson the action network we'll talk to you next time brandon thank you
7: thanks guys
1: thank you hey guys back at the playground again huh
2: yep you know what this playground could use a wine country heck yeah